This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, Drinking with Authors, the literary briefs edition. Rapid fire questions. I'm your, I don't know why I did that. Star Wars. I'm your host, Erica Lance. Uh, with me today is J.M. Paquette. And our illustrious guest is Emily Bunny. Cadillac Romance. Okay, let's talk about what <clears> we're <throat> drinking. So I'm trying to take it a little easy on this podcast because I did break my leg <laughs> and I did have surgery and I have not been drinking for many, many weeks. So I'm drinking Kung Fu Girl Riesling from Washington State. There are so many things wrong with this label. I don't even want to describe it, but it's pretty, pretty <laughs> good, actually, I have to say. Light and crisp. Um, Jen, what boring concoction are you drinking? I finished my lime bubbly, so I just have water. That's what I thought. Super boring. <laughs> Emily, what are you drinking? I am drinking espresso martini from a can. I am so getting that when I go to the UK. I'm actually making a note so that I tell the people in the UK that I talk to every <laughs> week. My one of our satellite offices that's out there. I'm going to be like, listen, I'm going to need whatever that martini in a can that's espresso that fizzes when you pop it. I'm going to need that. I love it. Um, I love a cocktail in a can. Just saying, especially yeah. on the bus when you go I, in. I out. have to say, <laughs> I have a tea that they send me um, from. What is it called? It's like a $2 thing of tea and it's amazing. And they send it to me from like, they actually sent me a huge bag of it. And it's not like PG tips because that's not it. It's some, oh my gosh, I can't even think of the name of it right now, but I drink it every single morning. But the <laughs> people in the UK have sent it from there. Cause when I've tried to get it here, it's a U.S. version of the UK tea and it's not the same. Just saying that's like Capri chocolate when I lived in the States I mean, I'm sorry to say this, but Hershey's tastes like vomit, smells like shit. Sorry, it does. British chocolate is so much better. And I found Cadbury chocolate and I was so excited. And then I ate it and it was like made in the Hershey factory and it tasted like shit. So yeah, chocolate, much better over here. Sorry, just saying. Yeah, no, the tea, they, sent me, they actually found a thousand and forty bag of this tea, tea bags. And I joked... And he's like, I don't want to tell you what I had to go through to get that and get that shit. <laughs> Apparently it's like a whole ordeal. But now I have it because when, when I first went over there, they're like, here, it's this tea. And to them, it's like Lipton tea. Like, yeah, you know, our Lipton. And I'm like, this is the best tea. And so they gave me boxes. And then anytime anybody from the UK came to home office, they brought me these, <laughs> this tea. And I keep running out. And not now. There's, there's that YouTube video of that woman who makes a cup of tea in the microwave. And that is just like the worst thing ever there's i've written in book three i've written i've got a, a british character who i'm going to do a book for in incoming books um and she mocks i'm really sorry she mocks americans and as to how they make their tea <laughs> well, whether you put the tea bag in first or after i know that's a big deal well yeah i mean it's the whole microwave in the water thing which was the the problem i think <laughs> i don't i don't use microwaves ever I stopped yeah. using microwaves over 20 years ago. I have an electric kettle that heats up my water. For my, I yeah, discovered I have an electric kettle that heats up. Oh, I got into loose tea a lot. So now, okay. now I have all of the thing, but I, I still, I'm, I make it the wrong order. You know, I, I put the bag, like I, I really screw it up. Like I pour my milk in and my sugar 
and then I put the bag, and then I asked oh, my I know, God, I know. It's it's animal. <laughs> That's how I like it. You can't should boiling. It should, be, it should be not boiling. Not boiling. Tea bag in. Give it a couple of dunks. Squeeze it with the spoon. Then you put your milk and sugar in. I'm with you on that one, <laughs> She's a heathen. I am a heathen. Yeah. <laughs> she is a heathen. The only thing, I actually got a couple loose leaf tea things because I do love loose leaf tea, but now I am especially glad with my little scooter that I have tea bags because <laughs> making a cup of tea now is a fucking ordeal. Like, it's <laughs> like you walk in, you make a cup of tea. It's like the scooter and I have to scoot back and get the water out of the fridge to put in the tea kettle to then scoot back to get the milk and then dunk the tea and I have to wait for the tea to do its thing and then I have to pull the tea back. And you've got a whole teapot situation and a, and a strainer thing. Go, yeah, it's no, not it's, like, not it's, it's, like. I'm like, give me my tea bags back. This is just... <laughs> okay, we're supposed to be doing rapid fire questions, but I love our tea yeah, conversation. <laughs> When we meet in person, which we will, maybe we'll do it in Seattle so you can go, you know, stalk Carl Sagan. Um, and hopefully we'll bring bail money so you can get arrested. It's fine. Yeah. Carl Sagan. Um, but, <laughs> okay. Rapid fire questions. Um, uh, what is your favorite book of all time? My favorite book of all time is a book written by um, Kim Newman. It's called Anno Dracula. I love horror. Um, and it's what would happen if Dracula was not defeated. It's kind of mixed with Dracula and Jack the Ripper, two of my favorite things. Um, so yeah, it's called Anno Dracula. It's by Kim Newman, and I, I read that book once a year. I love it. It's a awesome. Good book. Awesome. What is your least favorite book you've ever read? Oh, anything by the metaphysical poet John Donne. I had to do it at school. It's boring as shit. I didn't understand a fucking word he was saying. Yeah. No, thank you. Oh, and Moby Dick. That was shit as well. <laughs> I, I still teach John Dunn his poems. I didn't get it. Oh, I, was, I mean, I was only 17 morning. when I was studying it at school, but it was dull as shit. I didn't know. No, 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 no. I, no. <laughs> what book did you like from school? So, like, I loved To Kill a Mockingbird and Lord of the Flies. I loved those two books from school. They were very. So, I did. I did a long study on Tennessee Williams. Um, absolutely love Tennessee Williams. So I did Count on the Hot Tin Roof, Summer and Smoke, and um, The Glass Menagerie. One of the first plays I went to see that wasn't like a musical was The Glass Menagerie. And, oh, God, it just slayed me, absolutely slayed me. So, yeah, I loved Tennessee Williams. Okay, so me and Jen have a story that involves the glass menagerie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so we talked on the last podcast about going to New York. So we did a few trips to New York, I think three, three, maybe four. Anyway, we're supposed to do it again. But one of the trips we went and we went to get theater tickets. And there's a like a, a way to get um, discount theater tickets to things. Anyway, I'm not even going to begin to explain it. But you can do that when you pay. KTS booth thing. Yeah, yeah you go to the, the, yeah, the yeah. booth. but. But now my uncle works there, so I get Yeah, so we have an in, whatever, moving on. But one of the things that was up there was the Glass Menagerie. I had never heard of it, but it starred Christian Slater, Jessica Lange, and Josh, I forget his name, but he was um, the male interest in the movie Sweet Home Alabama. 
but I forget yes, what it's Josh Charles. No, not Josh Charles. No, I know who you, I know exactly who you mean, but I can't think of what his last name is. Josh yeah. Charles as well. So these three guys were in this production of The Glass Menagerie. So we got to go see Jessica Lange, Christian Slater, and him in The Glass Menagerie on Broadway. Oh. Christian Slater is just, he's my 90s guy. Yes. So he's my guy too. Now here's the, here's the fun <laughs> thing. Um, so our usher, who was um, a trans person, we, I, I, we make best friends wherever we go. So we made best friends <laughs> with this particular usher and stuff. And they were like, hey, if you want to wait 45 minutes and come around back, I will get you in so you can meet Christian Slater. Oh, I've got to wait a lifetime. Oh my so, God. Here's the thing. I, Jen, will tell you, I sat there for probably 20 minutes debating this. What? Are you crazy? <laughs> no, because I've, I've met a lot of celebrities. When I go to conventions, for whatever reason, whether I go approach them, I just end up like, we went to a convention with John Cusack and ended up in the elevator with him, me and my friend, <laughs> right? Like, so I... I've met a lot of people and I don't mean that like, Oh my God, I've met a lot of people. I don't know <laughs> superpower where I can meet people and very down to earth. And one of the things I've had happen is I've met another previous kind of childhood person and they completely ruined that for me. Oh, Meeting them yeah. was a really bad experience. And I went, if I go down there and he is anything but super, what I want him to be from my 90s crush, you know, pump yeah. up the volume Christian Slater. Oh my God, that's good about it. <laughs> yes. If he was anything but that, like that whole part of my childhood that I prized yeah. and had crushes would be ruined. So we didn't do it. Funny enough, less than a week later, he got that arrest for um, assaulting the girl. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Cool. He's not in a good headspace, obviously. <laughs> no. Yeah. So that would have been. I think but, you must have made the right decision then. Yes. I feel like we did make the right decision. It was really hard. We've debated it. We sat in the chairs after the thing was gone and <laughs> the person just kept coming back and going, kind of like, do you want? And I'm like, I want to so bad, but if this goes badly, it will just ruin every yeah. crush I had for me. So I feel like I'd be that way if I met a professional hockey player. I'd be like, Dude, you're a dick. <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate because you have an idea of what these guys are like. And some of them, I've met a lot of people. Like I met Jason Momoa and I met um, Jeff Goldblum and stuff like that. They were super nice, super wonderful people. Yeah. Pee Wee Herman will talk to you. Paul Rubin will talk to you for like five minutes if you go to his booth. He's super. But I've also met some people who were dicks. Like I'll be honest, Corey Feldman, who was a huge part Ooh. of my he's a fucking asshole oh the lost boys though yeah he was the most self-centered i took a little picture for him to sign from dream a little dream and it was the worst experience i'd ever had with a celebrity <laughs> and i went that that sucks because that's now my experience instead of having all this like dream a little dream lost boys i could you know um go down all of the movies licensed to drive i love all yeah. of them and the Corey films. Yeah. yeah. Anything with both mm -hmm. the Corey's in love it. <laughs> exactly. So it was interesting. Okay. Back to, back to you. So you already, you're, you're sort of a pantser with a little, little plotting, like a little sugar <laughs> topping of plotting. Um, what, what is your biggest pet peeve as a reader? Um, so that's a really hard question. Um, 
I was hoping it was a really hard question. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I very rarely don't finish a book. Um, so that's another question I, we had. So, okay, um, I'll, I'll stay clear of that. And um, I suppose I don't like when you have jump time jumps that aren't like explained or it just feels disjointed. I don't like it when it's it's it gets a bit disjointed. Um, too much chat as well pisses me off a bit. I like a bit of bit more description in the middle when it's all chat 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 chat. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I, I very rarely have things that really irritate me in a book. Um, but you don't put the book down. No. Very rarely do I not finish a book. I'm kind of just pig-headed like that. <laughs> like, I've invested some time in this fucking book. I'm going to finish it. <laughs> I just recently started not finishing because I was like, well, you know, I'm here. Let me, I, I'll just finish it. I'll power through. And now with Kindle Unlimited, especially, I'm like, no, yeah. I don't need to read this. There, I don't need to finish it. <laughs> My well, TBR I, is so long. I just, yeah, let's give yeah. it up. But no, I, I just feel like I, yeah, I've invested time. I'm going to, I'm going to finish it. So I guess that's probably my pet peeve that I'm a bit of a stubborn finisher. <laughs> well, you know what I think will be interesting as you gain more popularity and hopefully you are writing full time and maybe don't have your day job. I think it'll be interesting to see if you still donate time to this in a year, because I think one of the things is when you run out of less and less time available, that's where I realized on books, I was like, cause I, I, I haven't done that for years and years. I'm one of the first people that will chuck a book and I don't care if I paid for it. I'm like, screw it. I'm not doing this because I realize that's valuable time this person is getting and not giving me anything in return, really. Like, I've that's never, a good way to look at it. you know, when I've had that thought on a book where I'm like, I'm, I'm not enjoying this. This is not sparking joy at all. I've never gone, oh, wait, this changed and it got better. No, it just was more hours of not sparking joy. And usually yeah. irritating me more. Like it wasn't a positive emotion <laughs> that I had at the end. I was like, this is fucking garbage. Like and um, I guess I, I guess I don't try new genres. That's probably where, you know, I'll stick to things that I know I'm probably gonna like. So if somebody put like an alien romance in front of me, I'd be like, the guy's got seven dicks and like three heads, I'm not really into that. So I'm probably not gonna give it any time. Um <laughs> uh, so, you know, I'll, I'll just kind of, I guess I stick to what I know I like. I've recently got into MC romance um, and I never thought I'd like that, but damn. <laughs> Give me a beardy biker and I'm all over that shit. My friend Emma Creed, who writes, she's just started a, a series, Dirty Souls. Um, oh my God, I can't get enough of it. So yeah, sometimes I'll venture out and other times I'll stick to what I like. And then I, I don't often pick books that I really don't enjoy. So there'll be some things that piss me off about it, but I usually power through. How do, how do you pick your books? What's your method of picking a book to read? <sighs> um, <laughs> dip into my extensive TBR, which is just ridiculously long. Um, um, I will take recommendations. I will see uh, an advert on Instagram or Facebook and think, oh, that cover looks nice or read a blurb. So it's just kind of, a shot in the dark really um if i find i've been recently reading these kind of short uh story series so um i read an mc one recently so I, there was there was a book released every day throughout the month of march and they were like an hour long it took me an hour to read each one so they were nice and sure that i can do in the evening while i'm relaxing after work um 
and I found I've kind of got into short stories recently. Um, I'm struggling to read a full length novel at the moment just because it just feels like a big time investment. But No, I think it's, it's true, but I think it's important to read while you're writing. I think if you read the genre you're writing, it's really, really helpful. Yeah. I mean, I recently read, um, I started Sawyer Bennett's, sorry, I'm just letting the cat out. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, like... I have two of them. I'm surprised you haven't heard them yet because they must be napping. I recently read, uh, well, I started uh, Sawyer Bennett's Carolina Fury um, hockey series. It's a really long series. Um, and I kind of stalled at one of the books. It wasn't as great as the books preceding it. So I did leave the series for a while. Um, but I just read the next book, which blew my mind. I even reached out to Sawyer on Instagram and she replied to me and I was fangirling like a crazy person. Um, but yeah. And, and I love reading hockey romance and I promised myself I'd read a lot more because that really helps with, with what I write in. Um, it just keeps it kind of fresh and, and, and going. Cause you can watch hockey, but it's not really, that's for the game sequences, but you know, it's good to read. Do you, do you read more than one book at a time or are you one at a time? Um, ooh, I'll sometimes read a, a full length novel and, give that a break for a day and read a short story in between so um I won't read more than one full-length novel at a time um but I will sometimes just take a break from it for, for a day and read a short story in between I can't the stories get all jumbled sometimes they do and then I've got my own stories in my brain I'm like who the fuck am I writing about <laughs> who am I reading about I've got no clue <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness so uh, talking about fangirling, who are your favorite authors? Oh, right. Well, Stephen King, obviously, God. Um, What's your favorite so, Stephen King book? Oh, my God. That is the hardest question in the entire world. Um, so of his kind of monster books, it's got to be either It or Salem's Lot. Um, of his kind of Castle Rock books, I'm going to go with Cujo. Oh, that book just fucking scare the shit out of me um i read i really really enjoyed dr sleep a lot more than i enjoyed the shining um just loved that book really loved it and i know it got slammed a bit but i really enjoyed cell as well i thought that was a really good book um i think it got so, slammed yeah. because and he was pissed off because the editor on that did not do him justice in fixing it that's yeah. where he was mad. Wasn't that the book he really launched his website of tell me what's wrong with the books? Wasn't that the one he cool. had the editor, Jen, that he was really pissed off with? I'm not sure. There was, I, I think answer, it was but, sell, but one of his books came out and the editor was too afraid to push back because it was, he was a newer editor. They were a newer editor and it was Stephen King and they didn't want to push back. And there was a shit ton of typos and stuff like that in the book. And so he launched on his webpage to tell him about any things that were wrong in the book after uh, books after that, because I think, I think I want to say that was the book that had the tremendous amount of. Okay. I'll have, have a look at it. I've got a copy somewhere. Um, but the green mile is probably just, I, I think I cried for a week after that book and I hate Stephen King movies because they're never, honestly, they're just terrible. But The Green Mile was just perfect. 
I absolutely love that movie. It did justice to the book. I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, it was by Frank Darabont who did the Shawshank Redemption. So, you know, that was also a perfect film. Um, but I recently just watched the, um, new, the new Stand, the one with another one of my favourite guys, Alexander Skarsgård. Hello! Um, and that was okay, but... Uh, it, Eric yeah. Morrison. That's Just, all I'm going to say. Eric. Oh, hello, Eric Northman. Yes, please. My, um, my, I got a new car recently. Long story on that one, but I got a new car and I, I named my cars. That's a thing. Like, I, <laughs> and I realized when I got my new car, it's a Subaru. Um, uh, what, oh my goodness. Anyway, it's the SUV and it goes off road. It goes into deep snow. Like I got the addition to be able to go on, on treks and stuff like that. And then I broke my leg and I can't drive it. So my boyfriend's driving my new car. But um, uh, it is a, uh, I did realize it was a boy. And so we were trying to figure out a name for the car. Because my last car was named Samantha after Sex in the City. And because. Another one of my favorite shows. Yeah, she was a whore. <laughs> um, and so we were sitting there trying to figure out a name for it. And he's like, what about, what about that Viking vampire dude? And I'm like. Eric, he goes, well, you can't name it Eric because Erica being inside of Eric is weird. And I'm like, hey, so you mean Northman? And he's like, yeah. And so the car's name is Northman. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. He's one yeah. of my favorites. So Jen, our little little sweet, precious Jen here, wrote her dissertation <laughs> on the stand. You did. <gasps> you did. Oh, my God. Jen, discuss. <laughs> yeah, I how I, it just freaks me out thinking about how prophetic that book is kind of now you know right um and mm -hmm. can imagine with the 99 yeah people would people would die immediately um having seen how people react to a pandemic but yeah what was funny is you know I've, i had to get a phd and to in order to justify writing my my dissertation about stephen king i had to do a whole thing about why stephen king was worthy of study like people just do not take him seriously now of course i'm older now so that was you know when did i 15 years ago i, I wrote that <laughs> um and things have changed a little bit but still man he has pop culture and and yeah. literary criticism just no they're like oh that's what common people like we can't we can't study that seriously i'm like come on <sighs> but anyway yeah i wrote i wrote all about the stand and you know good and evil and yeah. there's Tolkien and Dark Tower and all sorts of stuff in there. Yeah, and if you get that <laughs> book, you can get it because it's an academic book, and it it's $40 to buy it. Is. It Just is. Because <laughs> I have nothing to do with it. It's on uh, yeah, McFarland Press uh, published it. So. Yeah. Well, it was funny because that was Eric, a true support of a friend. She's I like, my you. book is out. And I was like, my book is $40. Fucking. <laughs> Welcome to academia. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> they sell it to libraries. Like, that's who buys yeah. it. Yeah. Needless to say, I have a copy of Jen's dissertation on the it's stand. Standing up with the king. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's very cool. Okay. So what is your favorite? I you mentioned Shawshank Redemption, which I thought was one of the most brilliant movies, right? Yeah. Um, but what is your favorite book to movie adaptation? Um oh, well that and the Mile. go both ways now. Um, I mean, I loved True Blood. I, I started watching the series before I read um the books. 
and obviously it's only the first kind of two or three books that follow the series and then the books go off on a tangent and the series goes yeah um but I really loved Charlene Harris's books I thought they were much better than the than the show you know um obviously I like to watch the show to ogle over um Eric Northman's but kind of on display all the time that was probably much the reason I watched that show um but I did love those books um let me think hmm her new series is really good, The Gunny Rose. Okay. So she... I'm, I just started reading them, and they're they're really good. I'm, I'm really enjoying Okay. Huh. I have to get into those. Um, oh, God. Let me think. Um, oh, I'm, I'm absolutely stumped. I'm really stumped. Have you ever seen the Cujo movie? Yeah, with um, Dee Wallace and that little kid. And, yeah. yeah. Um, and they, they gave it a happy ending. <laughs> They did, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you which Stephen King adaptation I did like because they didn't give it a happy ending, The Mist. Um, that shit just made me go, what? <laughs> I'm so glad they did that. That just came up. I was talking in, a, in my class the other day about, you know, like messed up endings or yeah. the, the timing. But but The Mist, I mean, the, the story doesn't end like that. No, but, but I'm glad the movie was brave enough to not let them mm -hmm. be saved tell you what i watched the other day brightburn um which again so glad that i'm not going to give it away because everyone's not, not watched it but i'm so glad they didn't go all happy ending on that um you know that was that was messed up <laughs> it really was um ah, it's, it's really hard i i'm often disappointed with movie adaptations i've got to say um no, I, you're um, talking to the queen of disappointed with movie adaptations. <laughs> I go completely fucking crazy with movie adaptations of stuff because, like, Jurassic Park, for instance, they made it into a kid's movie. They had a few, yeah. like, six pages from the book, but it was not the point of the book, right? Yeah. And then they keep making them and making them and making them, and I'm like, oh, God. Like, it's, like, it's like Jaws, Peter Benchley's book is nothing like that movie nothing like that movie you know it, there's a shark in it that's about it <laughs> um so yeah I, I'm often disappointed um if I read if I see a movie after I've read the book I'm usually more disappointed than if I do it the other way around um because I've, you've got your own images you've got your own thoughts about how people look and so I'm, I'm often more disappointed if I do it book than watch the movie than, than if I do it the other way around. No, I agree. I think that's a better way because at least then you can kind of expand the universe and, you know, yeah. do that. I, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize how hard it is to take a book and make it into, because most movies are about 120 pages of script, right? Hmm. It's a page a minute. So about 120 pages, and that's including all the scenery and stuff like that. And most novels, like, um, Jen, your novel's what, 300 and something pages, pages yeah it's like 110 120k yeah so you're <laughs> fun story because i've written screenplays the screenplays have like a quarter of the actual words on the screenplay because it's not like double spaced you have block 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 yeah and you realize that you're taking this huge thing and then you have to literally look at it and go what story from this book am i going to tell what is yeah. the story I'm telling? Because I can't tell all the stories that are happening in this book. 
I can tell maybe one, maybe two of the stories. I just think a lot of times they go, oh, I like this premise in like the Ender's Game movie, for instance, right? Mm. Ender's Game is my favorite book of all time. And that movie, I could have gone to Hollywood and killed several people. But, <laughs> but without knowing, like if you separate it from the book, then it's its own thing. Like on its own, Ender's Game is a decent movie if you don't know that the book has all the other stuff in it. Yeah. No, it's true. And I think that's what happened with Dune originally too. Yeah. Like the first Dune movie is actually my favorite Dune thing because it's just fucking hysterical. It's this weird like 80s <laughs> sci-fi. Is that the neon thing? Is that the thing with all the neon? No, it's the one with no, the that's Tron. That's Tron. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Different thing. Kyle McLaughlin and Sting. yeah, Kyle McLaughlin, sexy Kyle, Kyle McLaughlin, and <laughs> Sting. I think is in that one. Sting, and yeah, like, Sting in a loincloth. Yeah, like there is so <laughs> many good things about that movie. If you read the book and then watch that movie, you are literally going, "What in the yes?" Like it's nowhere close to the book, but you, you have to take it as it. Okay. Well, we are nearing the end of the literary briefs. Jen, you get to ask one more rapid fire question. What book are you reading right now? Right. Um, so I've just finished. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit obsessed with this author. She writes short novellas um, that are male, male, female. So there's lots of swords crossing, which I'm completely obsessed with at the moment. Um, so <laughs> Kristen Lance, she writes these um, really hot, MMF short stories so I'm just reading her Wild Lupin series I've just finished Two for West um, and my next book is going to be Dear Ava by Lauren Blakely um, I've heard loads of great things about this book I read the first well I read the prologue the other night and it was very kind of deep and heavy and I put it down because I was tired and I wasn't taking it in properly but I'm starting that again tonight I believe so yeah very cool. Very, very cool. Emily, you've been thoroughly amazing to have on this podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been great. So you need to tell all our fans how to find you again. Okay. So you can find me at www.emilybunny, so B-U-N-N-E-Y.com. Um, there's links to all my social media. I'm at Emily Bunny author on Instagram. I'm at Emily Bunny AUT1 on Twitter. Um, I have a Facebook readers group called uh, Bunny's Beauties on um, Facebook, and we do lots of fun things, mostly involving hot guys. Um, we talk about books and we do book recommendations. Um, and I'm also on Facebook as Emily Bunny author. It is amazing. Guys, look her up. Her series, which is the Seattle Whalers Romance series. Am I saying that correctly? Yep. Hockey Romance, yeah. That Seattle Whalers Hockey Romance. I should know that as the publisher, but the wine. <laughs> I had two glasses, but I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Can't wait to drunk drive my student here in a minute. Um, so, you guys absolutely look her up. She has been an, a wonderful guest. And I. this has been Drinking with Authors Literary Briefs. I'm Erica Lance. Bam, and we will see you next time. Bye.